You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Today's clip show revisits past stories I've done on the show about how the COVID-19 pandemic has and is affecting the music industry as well as the entertainment industry at large, how it has accelerated the use of technology and artificial intelligence and the like, how it has led to a lot more creativity than ever before in concert and live show formats, and just overall the ways that the music industry is coping during a time when a main source of revenue, which is concert tickets, is no longer feasible. So, I found a lot of these stories very interesting and continue to be relevant, so enjoy this look back at those stories over time. An AI robot named Erica is signed to officially be the lead actress in a movie. And you'd think this actually was just a product of quarantine inspiration, but no, actually this movie started being filmed in 2019 before all of this happened, but they're going to film more, but now they're going to have to change their plans. So that's what's, so, okay, so basically let me back up a minute. So Erica is this robot who has been designed to act in this movie. It's a $70 million movie that's going to be made. It's a $70 million budget. It's called B, a lowercase B. That's just the name of the movie. It's going to be basically about, it's so weird. It's basically about this scientist who tries to create a perfect human and realizes that the perfect human DNA, like, turned against him and wasn't an ethically smart choice to make and so he ends up like realizing it was not a good idea to make the perfect human DNA but he did and Erica was that creation and then somehow he like makes helps Erica escape apparently so like help Erica escape who I don't know escape the lab she was made in I guess but like escape to where is she gonna go have a family and kids I'm so confused like what what's the plot but anyway so Erica is apparently a full fully acting human with human emotions and she needs to find a way to live a human life and leave the lab I guess so anyway the creators of Erica actually built her not for a movie but they started as part of a robotics project experiment of sorts and they taught Erica this robot method acting and apparently it was very intense and extensive to do that because robots don't have memories and a lot of you know when you try to make yourself cry or laugh or just express emotion you often tap into memories of think about a time when you were so sad or a time when you were so happy and they can't do that with Erica because she doesn't have any memories so they really had to work hard and it was quite a challenge obviously to get her to engage in method acting and so they they somehow made it work and so she's been filming scenes for this and some scenes were filmed last year, like I said, but they have to postpone their travel to Europe to film more scenes of it for 2021. So, a couple things about this that I found very fascinating, aside from everything we talked about in that episode of my show previously. One is the fact that one of the main things I found in my research project about the world of these this artificial intelligence and these digital characters is that I thought they might, I worried they might be like taking over, like there's like a robot takeover instead of the need for, like I was worried what if it replaces the need for human actresses, human singers, human 
celebrities? And so that was a question that I really looked at closely in my research. And what I found is that that's not really how it's being used. These aren't being used to replace humans because they have the same constraints. So like I talked about in the past episode, I, I assume these digital characters would be really loving the fact that they can model and stuff right now on Instagram, for example, because Instagram influencers right now don't have content because all the events are canceled. They were going to go to sponsorships and brand deals are drying up. They lack a lot of content and they can't leave their houses. So where do you post for pictures for your Instagram? But if you're digital, you can still go out there and pose in front of historic or just aesthetic places. You can travel the world still. You can model different clothes and go to photo shoots still because it's all digital. And so these digital people you would assume would be thriving right now during quarantine when the competition is kind of gone or hidden for now. However, that does not seem to be the case because a lot of the digital characters I looked at on Instagram, they are living lives just like humans. So they are acting like humans. They are in quarantine. They are posting about being bored in quarantine. They're posting about even getting the virus or they're posting about being annoyed they have to wear a mask or whatever. So they're not they're not even trying to take advantage of this moment. They are just acting like humans and coping with a pandemic the same as humans on as human influencers are, which I found so interesting. And that seems to be also the case with this movie because they could film it all right now. Erica's not got anything else on her schedule to do. They can make Erica do whatever they want. But they are still pushing back filming the scenes in Europe until 2021 because they want to film scenes there and they can't because of travel restrictions due to the pandemic. But it's just so interesting to me that even when it seems like it's the perfect moment the best opportunity to use these AI characters to make something happen, they're not being used in that way. They're not being used to seize the moment in a way that is uniquely virtual. They are not taking opportunities to show, see, I'm virtual so I can do this. They, are they seem to be consciously using these characters to mimic humans and to do and say what humans say and do so they are acting as we are. They are dealing with the same suffering that we are. They are dealing with the same relatable storylines that we are in our daily lives. And so they are, they are not, they're not, basically they're exemplifying human traits and they're mirroring human traits instead of pointing out what makes them different. They are showing that they are one of us more than they, they are showing they are different. And that mimicking of humans is just so fascinating to me. And I talk about that a lot in my report. By the way, if you haven't heard, it is officially all published. All three segments on virtualhumans.org. If you search for hope, you will see my piece there. And the attachment to the full study is a PDF in that article on virtualhumans.org. But anyway, so basically, this, this technology is not being used as expected to get competition out of the way but to work alongside human actors or human models and wait. And if we can't because of the pandemic right now, then we're going to wait to, we're even going to wait to use the digital characters until the human characters are ready to join them again in filming, which is just so fascinating to me. And so we'll see where this story goes. It is, it is wild. And is it going to set a new precedent? Like I said before, I don't know. And I don't think it'll, if it ever does, it'll fully replace humans. This, 
trend of using robots or digital characters is likened by the creators to what happened with movies and the 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 extension of the development and the evolution of special effects and CGI in movies. And so we don't have characters like in Marvel and whatnot who are CGI and they are everything now. They no, they act alongside the human characters still. The human characters aren't going away anytime soon. So that is what it is, the analogy often used by the creators of these digital characters is that what they're doing is just expanding what it means to be creative in making content. It's not limiting it. A very unique, interesting one that just happened was Travis Scott's Fortnite performance. It was in the Fortnite game. So basically, if you were playing Fortnite at the time, every every player was like stopped and like automatically like in the middle of the game like a stage and Travis Scott's virtual persona emerged and he had a concert and so like you couldn't play Fortnite you like you, there was no ability to play the game while he was singing it is an, a unique new way to release songs because like I said TikTok is also being a cool unique way people are releasing sneak peeks of upcoming releases and this is a new format too via Fortnite in the show, he released a never-before-heard song. So that is just an interesting way to get it, get that into fans' minds, especially when it's an immersive viewing experience because the audio couple with a visual seems to be a, a way to really get that hook stuck in people's heads. It has more staying power, and you're, the song's more memorable to people if there's the visual element. You feel more immersed in it just mentally and... I feel like that that was just next level with this performance because it's almost like if you go to a 4D movie theater, so 3D, everything's popping out at you. 4D, everything seems to be like in your face and all around you and consuming you and you feel physical like effects and it's like it, it like it feels like you're on a it's almost like the rides at Disney World that are like the Star Wars style visual ride and the ride that makes you think that you're flying like the rides that the visual is so immersive it is like 4d next level and so that can make for a really cool interesting concert experience one strategy being used to counter the live stream fatigue in the sense that the live streams are all blurring together these days and we're tired of them and we need something new and fresh to counter that as well as to make live streams feel more special and exclusive and intimate this new strategy is being utilized called geofencing. And basically what that is, is a digital barrier between an, a select audience and the outside world. Basically closing in digitally a group of audience members so that it's not a live stream accessible to anyone. So that you have to get in, in a way. So basically this geofencing tactic tends to be about a hundred mile of a range. So it prevents fans from watching a concert if they live over a hundred miles outside of the designated range. So this is basically where artists are trying to go on tour to different cities and then when they go to your city, you know, quote-unquote go to your city, if you don't live a hundred miles around that city then that you can't go to that specific show. It's being tested out right now by Michael Brunn. He's trying it out for five dollars a ticket which is super reasonable if you ask me for this experimental experience. He's only trying it with, uh, with three shows so far, Chicago, Miami, and L.A., and it's for the, that 100-mile range. So we will see how that goes. 
There are some artists who have tried similar measures but not city-based before. For example, Laura Marling, she tried this where she just separated the shows by country. And so she had separate shows for the USA and the UK. So I'm not sure what the future holds for geofencing. I think more stars will try to utilize it, but I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. Although I also agree with the need to make things more exclusive and interesting now because I get the live stream fatigue. In Germany, this rapper named Saito, he basically had a drive through movie but a concert. So people actually drove and sat in their cars and watched his concert on a big screen. And he was there physically, but there was also the big screen behind him. So it was like a regular, it was like a drive-in movie or a regular concert, but with you're just in your car. So lately on the show, we have been talking about Travis McCready, who is an artist that was set to perform in Arkansas, the first COVID-era concert event, where there were going to be all sorts of restrictions, all sorts of ways to have social distancing, chairs six feet apart, 20% capacity filled only in the venue, masks for sale at the show venue, a one-way walkways, only 10 people in the bathrooms at a time, etc., etc. So they had tried to prepare all these uh, CDC guideline-following restrictions and rules for the venue for that night, and the event was canceled or threatened to be canceled by the governor of Arkansas, but it was pushed back to the 18th of May, and that was a compromise. And so the, the show did happen. So what we know about how it happened is that it seems to be have been relatively successful. This show was it was well attended. Fans still came out to see him from all over the place, um, which is can be concerning considering the spread, and we'll get to that later. But anyway, so uh, there was quite a big turnout. People really did want to fill the place, so as much as they could fill it with 20% capacity, they did sell every ticket they planned to, and... I can't say for sure yet if anyone got infected there because due to the incubation period of COVID, we'll, we won't find out for another week or two how how things went down. But so far, it seems like people enjoyed it and that they still, yeah, it was a concert's a concert and they love the chance for live music. But one thing that people who are, who reviewed the show said repeatedly was that there is something missing about it. It does feel weird. Because I mean, how used to you or how used how used to it are you, are you to seeing to go into a show where everyone's six feet apart? It is just a very different vibe. You can't do the wave. You can't applaud as loud. You can't have a group sing along that's as jovial and full. So there were things lacking. New version of a drive-in show where people sit in catamarans wearing rain ponchos given the weather and watch the show from their spots on a frozen lake. Not exactly my cup of tea. Maybe I'll take what I can get at this point though, honestly. The UK is trying out real in-person concerts but designated with social distancing in mind. So the Virgin Money Unity Arena which is a racetrack in Newcastle, England, has decided that they are creating the first officially permanently designated social distancing venue. So the plan and the blueprint of it looks like it's going to have 2,500 people able to be there and 500 different platforms. So the 500 different little platforms, they'll 
the images make it look like they're all little stages. And so these 500 different little stages that are surrounded by like a railing are like a little place where you can stand and lean on the railing with whoever you bought a ticket with. So you each get, each group of ticket buyers gets their own platform and they're all, each platform is spread six feet apart and then they can all watch the show. All of the platforms are facing the state. So lately what K-pop stars have been doing is moving their fan meetings and album signings online. So they just, I guess you just get the autograph in the mail or something and you just have like an online video chat for a few minutes with your fave. And this is sort of that, but in person. So it's a weird hybrid of old and new fan meet models where Lee Jin Hyuk from Uptension, he is promoting his solo, latest solo release by having an in-person event. So how it's going to work is fans will go and they will all have to be required to wear masks. They will have their temperature checked at the door and they will all be required to use hand sanitizer upon entry. And then they will all go to their seat, and each seat is six feet apart from the others, and they all get a designated seat. They have to be there on time, and when it's their turn, they have to be in their designated seat, or else their turn will be skipped over. And so if they follow this protocol, they will basically, it sounds like they're going to use their cell phones to talk to him, and they'll see him on this big movie screen on the other, basically where their chairs are facing. So like if I was going to this event, I would... When it's my turn, I would pick up my phone and I would call Jin Hyuk. He would be talking to me. And so on the movie screen, what you would see is Jin Hyuk picking up his phone and talking back to me. So you still see him. He's still there. He's in another room. And you have a phone call, basically, that everyone watches. And then after the whole event, after everyone has called and talked to him through their own phones, then the albums get hand the autographed albums get passed out at the end and then you leave. In Wisconsin, they plan for next month, for July, to create what they called, I kid you not, this is the name of the mini music festival they plan for Wisconsin. I kid you not, it was called the COVID Herd Immunity Fest. They were calling it the COVID Herd Immunity Fest. So basically advertising it like a chicken pox party, but for COVID, which is much more lethal and much less is known about it in terms of if herd immunity is actually a thing that would even work. So basically, it's a lethal idea for a festival. And so, obviously that was a tasteless joke, so they quick changed the name to the July Mini Fest, which, you know, whatever, that doesn't sound that exciting, but it doesn't sound bad either, fine. So... The July Mini Fest is happening in Wisconsin. It'll be a three-day event with 15 acts total happening next month. 15 as of right now, although one act already pulled out, which I just find this really funny, is that the band is called Nonpoint. Like, they... whatever. I, I find puns funny and humor. It's just, like, it's just a funny moment, okay? So the band called Nonpoint decided to uh, point out the fact that... There are so many bad jokes that come to mind right now, but the band called Nonpoint decided to pull out of the lineup after the points were raised about the title being offensive and really just diminishing the severity of COVID. And yeah, the marketing was very tasteless, and so the band called Nonpoint left the lineup. But now there are still 15 groups apparently set to perform at this July mini festival. Taiwan really actually so far as a recording time they've recorded they've reported seven virus deaths. So the USA we have about 170,000 deaths right now. Um Taiwan had seven, just seven, no zeros. 
so yeah, they've re they really got this. They really got this. They did have 479 cases as of recording time, but still way, 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 way less than a lot of other countries. And so anyway, it was cleared in, by the health department for them to go ahead with this arena show. So it wasn't violating a law or anything. And so Eric Chu performed on August 8th there. And masks were required, but they did fill up the arena. There's still that hunger for shows. People weren't apparently too nervous to go. Um, they even made mask wearing kind of fun, where during the show he would say things like, let's prove you can still scream or sing this song with a mask on, and they'd all do it. Everyone seemed to just wear them the whole time without taking them off. He even picked a random lottery number and the lucky fan whose number got picked got to win a signed mask from him that he gave he gave her and helped her put on on stage so uh they really tried to make mask wearing fun for the show and it seemed to work fans really also cooperated with health protocols at this show where they not only wore masks but they had their temperatures checked at the door and they also gave their id information for future contact tracing purposes if need be so they all opted in to be a part of contact contact tracing if that need should arise although no reported cases from that show have been reported as of recording time so you know mask wearing is really incredible how effective that can be alone so they really all did that and it looks like an outbreak has not happened from that show so the hunger for the show was clear, so across four shows that he did there, he sold 42,000 tickets in just 15 minutes since the tour went on sale. 42,000 tickets in 15 minutes. Huge presence there. So Eric Chu did this show as he normally did. There are two things about it I find really funny. One is that the tour is the How Have You Been tour, and with his song title being How Have You Been, and I just think the How Have You Been tour is kind of the best name for a tour ever in 2020, because that is a question we all need to ask each other a lot these days. Second thing I find very interesting is that it's not that he just had this arena show where everyone was packed together like there's not a pandemic in the world still, um, but it was so normal in terms of the fan idol interaction, where he, he gave crowd members high fives, he got up close to them, he grabbed their phones to take selfies. It was really interactive still. And so it was it was a hopeful sight. What some companies have decided to do is try go and go back to the days of yore where there was a promenade theater. And the term promenade theater basically referred to outdoor plays where people in the audience physically move and follow the drama. So the, the play is acted out not necessarily on just one stage, but the play moves. It's not static. It, the settings do not switch because people switch the props on stage. The setting switches because the actors physically move and walk over to the next area where they will perform. So it's a walking show essentially where you follow, you literally follow the show. So Promenade Theater is making a comeback because the virus spreads a lot more, it, it has a lot harder of a time spreading outdoors. So a lot more events are going outdoors because the more time you can be outdoors for big crowded events, the safer it is. And so that's what's been happening lately. People are going out there to enjoy their summer day in the USA while they, and probably in other countries too, are doing this now where they just follow the action. And so I think it's a very cool, clever idea, you know, and anything that can help uh, theater people really just get to shine and show their talent right now when their their passion for theater has to be pushed aside a bit.
so anything to let them still perform, you know, and keep their, their theaters funded. So this is a time where marketing has to really stand out and be unique because people can watch your Instagram or YouTube ad all day long, but so they will also see all the Instagram and YouTube ads from all the other artists too. Like if everyone does digital advertising now, it's not even, it's a subcategory really. It's just considered part of part of advertising a brand now, which is a relatively new phenomenon. And so you really, to make yourself stand out, it's not about going digital because everyone does that now. To make yourself stand out now, you really have to do something more. And so that is definitely what Black is doing. Black, the rapper, who whose name is spelled with a six instead of a B, but it's pronounced Black. And he basically has decided to promote his new EP through the most unique marketing campaign I may have ever heard of. So what he's doing is a three-part thing. So first of all, he is an Instagram filter now, where if you use the filter, you get to see an AR version of this restaurant and hear a new snippet of his song. So it's almost like a weird virtual dinner theater thing where you get a preview of his song when you use his filter. Second of all, there's a site, his official website now has a place where you can submit your, your address. And if you submit your address, you will be mailed a scratch and, a, not a scratch and sniff, a scratch and um, win, a scratch and win ticket. And that will reveal info about his EP, the track list, the release date, opportunities to enter future contests, all sorts of stuff. And then the third thing, as if this all wasn't wild and clever enough, is that you can also sign up for essentially a robot delivery service where this robot will is only specific cities in the country right now but certain cities allow robots for this company to bring his unique brand of hot sauce to your door apparently so like it's a whole thing i know it's really weird and random and convoluted but basically you can have the virtual dinner theater thing mixed with a scratch and win ticket reveal mixed with a robot delivering you hot sauce it's basically a really great way to get publicity because that is a memorable way to uh remember to promote and stream his new music and it's memorable because we're talking about it thanks for listening to 17 karat k-pop today check out more info about the show at 17 karat k-pop.weebly.com see you tomorrow